We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I can answer, Kevin, that I, I want him to come out of this with confidence. I, wa- I want him to realize that he was, be- you know, we were behind against the Steelers in the fourth quarter and he was able to take the offense down and score. We were behind uh, against the Ravens and he was able to go down and score. That he, he was on the big stage of Monday Night Football, of, of whatever situation we were in, um, and was able to perform. And so I know it sounds silly because he's done it right for his whole life, but still we're all human. You get to this point and now, okay, here, this is my rookie year. Well, I, I want him to walk, to step away and say, yes, you know, just, just, just like they were telling me I can do this and th- this is going to be a great story. And, um, you know, you use that confidence to kind of propel him into how, the future goes. Hallmarkish on 670 the score. Good evening, Chicago, and welcome into the program. I am Hub Arkish. It's my pleasure to be back with you again tonight. We've got a couple hours to spend together. Gonna to be here until seven o'clock and uh Right off the bat, in just a couple minutes, we are going to visit with Patrick Finley, the Chicago Bears beat reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times, catch up on all that went on at Hallis Hall today, any of the latest news that we may or may not have. Uh, well, if we don't have it, we can't talk about it, but we'll talk about what we need and what we don't have. Uh, and we will get into all things NFL, all things Chicago Bears, um, uh, and hopefully have a good time this evening. Uh for those of you who are aware of what I've been dealing with the last uh, few days, not uh, much has changed. It continues to go on. Never wanted to be trending on any social media, but apparently I still am. So uh, any questions you have, any comments, any thoughts, I hope you'll feel free to give me a call. As I said, for the last hour, 45 minutes or so of the show, all we're going to do is take your phone calls. Uh, I won't bother with the number now, though, because Patrick's coming on in a couple minutes, and uh, we do want to get right to him and not have you all waiting or holding any longer than you have to. 
but uh, you probably have heard by now yesterday the announcement that Justin Fields would be slated to start the game on Sunday, that they felt the ankle was ready, and this morning he went on the COVID list. Now, uh, we do know that Justin is vaccinated, and even if he were not with the change in the protocols, since he did go on this morning, well, actually today is Thursday, so uh, he needs two positive tests in five days. Uh, so if he can get those two, uh, I'm sorry, negative tests. I always screw up the negative. Thank you, studs. I always screw up the negative and the positive. He needs two negative tests, obviously, uh, and that would still allow him to get back on the football field. Uh, whether or not that's going to happen, we'll see. Obviously, he now can't practice, didn't practice today with the test, uh, won't be in the walkthrough tomorrow. We don't know if he got in enough work yesterday that they'd be comfortable that it was a good idea sending him back out there. Although, as we came into the show, you heard offensive coordinator Bill Lazor uh, talk Talking about the confidence they want to give these young men on the way out of the season. Uh, I'm sure they would like to get him on the field and have a solid performance, as Bill said. You know, his one really strong performance was in the second half against Pittsburgh, and he came out and got banged up against Baltimore, had the the, the, the cracked ribs, and, uh, you know, barely got back from that and sprained the ankle. So um, my guess is they'd like to get him some action, but with the news this morning about COVID, it's probably, and I'm just assuming here, we'll see if Pat agrees with me, but probably less than 50-50 that he's not going to be able to go. Um, beyond that, uh, there is no new news as far as any coaching changes or front office moves. We'll get the latest update on the injury list today and who practiced and who didn't. And uh, uh, again, uh, you know, see what we can answer for you about this Bears team. Uh, it's an interesting situation and in that uh, they're going to Minnesota to play a Vikings team whose coach is also very much on the hot seat. Now, we don't know uh, really what the Will family or, or, or Rick Spielman may be thinking right now about Mike Zimmer. It seems like uh, Zimmer may have a somewhat better chance of surviving and, and coaching another season with Matt Nagy. One thing we do know about Mike is he's under contract for three more years, and, and, and no team is anxious to pay a head coach's contract for that length of time. Um, so that in itself, and the fact that um, even though they've been disappointing the last two years, highly competitive in a few plays here or there, would have changed their season. We do know that the Bears had had their number fairly significantly until they came to Soldier Field on Monday night a few weeks ago, and even in that game, uh, it appeared the Bears played with them, could have had them, just couldn't make the plays, couldn't convert on third down, couldn't avoid the stupid penalties. Uh, so we have to assume that it'll be a fairly competitive situation as the Bears head up to Minneapolis Sunday to close out what is obviously a very disappointing um, very disappointing 2021 season. And with that, it is my pleasure to welcome in Patrick Finley. He is, as I said, the Chicago Bears beat reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. Also somebody I work very closely with on behalf of the Pro Football Writers Association. And uh, Pat, it, it's been a, it's been a, a hectic and, 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 and full last week or two around Hallis Hall. Uh, they have been winning, you know, which has made it a little bit more pleasant. I think we've struggled to know what to make of those wins. So I guess maybe that is the place to start from from where you sit. Uh, how much do you make of these last two victories? Uh, how much stock should Bears fans put in them? And, and, and what should we really think maybe can be taken out of them? I mean, it's always better than losing. I mean, that's one of the things I don't understand from a fan base, even in a lost season is, you know, I mean, the Bears don't have a draft pick in the first round this year, you know, and if you're getting worked up that the bears uh, won a game because it might hurt their second round draft stock. I, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy there. I don't know what it means for Matt Nagy. It means, I mean, I do know it. It means very little, you know, the question about Ryan Pace 
I think is more interesting is, you know, if, if this, if part of the, part of the evaluation, if part of the evaluation on Ryan Pace is the culture of the place, uh, I think the Bears have, uh, you know, showed that the culture has been pretty good uh, for the last month or so. Um, you know, beyond that, I, I don't think it means a whole heck of a lot. You know, Pat, we're, we're all working our sources and, and trying to figure out as best we can what is going on on the front office side. It, it just feels sadly like a foregone conclusion uh, yeah. that there will be a coaching change. And I say sadly because it isn't about whether it's deserved or not. It's never pleasant to see anybody lose their job. And in this case, I think fans tend to ignore. I talked about this a bit last night. Uh, there are currently 24 assistant and quality control coaches uh, on Matt's staff. And, and if Matt goes... Uh, most, if not all of them, will be out of work, too. And, and so uh, there, there is really nothing positive about this. Uh, the hope is that if they do make the change, they will find uh, someone who will be successful the next time around and create a positive environment down the road. Uh, but there, there's no good way to spin this. But I think the real mystery is, is what are they thinking? What should they be thinking about Ryan Pace, about the front office, about the organization, how it's run, and any signs that we might be seeing uh, or any hints that we think we might know what they're going to do next. It's just really tough, isn't it? I mean, you know, on one hand, you know, people I talk to go out of their way to say how much the McCaskies like Ryan Pace and how much trust they have in him, how fond they are of him as a person. On the other hand, you know, 357 days ago or whenever that was, uh, George McCaskey and Ted Phillips had a press conference in which they linked Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy and linked them it so much that, you know, the word, you know, um, linked them so much that it became almost a running joke in Chicago. You know, when they talked about working together uh, over and over and over and over again, um, you know, people thought it was, it was almost humorous. I don't know what Ryan Pace has done in the last year that would allow him to kind of break that link and be judged on his own. I mean, Justin Fields, I thought was a bold move. I think uh, the bears would do it again. If I were the bears, I would do it again, especially when you look at how bad the quarterback prospects are this year compared to last season. But it's not like we know that he's good. You know, Kevin Jenkins, Ryan Pace traded a two and a three to move up to take Kevin Jenkins. Do we know if he's good? I mean, I don't. I mean, those are the two big swings you took in the draft, and they have incomplete grades right now. I don't know how that uh, enables him to, you know, separate himself from from his collaborative buddy uh, Matt Nagy. I, I, I just I don't see how you can make an argument. You know, one of the things that that, that was really confusing to me, uh, Pat, is going back to Thanksgiving and. You know, what, what I think we knew at the time, we certainly know now, was the ridiculous report that Matt had been told he was being let go after the Lions game. Um, but but I know what bothered everybody about it was that there was a 36-40. Actually, I don't think George McCaskey ever spoke publicly. Uh, but, but there was a 36-hour window in there where all we got was silence from the Bears before Matt finally had to say himself, there's nothing to it and I'm not going anywhere. And, and you know, a lot of speculation that, that from the, you know, view of McCaskey and, and Phillips that, you know, we don't answer any of these because if we answer one, we have to answer them all. I don't accept that as a reasonable, you know, an- answer as to why they didn't speak out and tell us one way that it was going on. But, but, but particularly a lot of people point the finger at Ryan Pace. And I found myself struggling to, to, to you know, put Ryan in the same boat 
because we just don't know, A, if Ryan would even have been authorized to say anything uh, or if Ryan was clear on his situation. But are, are we to read anything into the fact that during that, that awful time that there was you know stone-cold silence, including from Ryan, who you would think would have wanted to have been able to say something and have Matt's back if he could? Yeah, I mean, the thing I read into it was that if the Bears were comfortable with who the GM was going to be next year, and if that was Ryan Pace, maybe then he could speak with a position of authority there. Um, you know, the fact that they, you know, that they have as a matter of policy, the fact that they won't comment on anything uh, made sense 20 years ago. I'm not sure that it makes sense in the social media era, uh, particularly when their players are getting the majority of their own news from social media. I, I think that, you know, they need to be able to pivot quickly in a way that they they don't seem prepared to on that front. Yeah, well, I mean, and I, go, ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. No, I no, I was going to say, you know, if the, if the GM was completely safe next year, I would think that the Bears would have an interest in trotting him out as kind of the voice of authority, even if it was just to shoot down the that rumor. But it's just kind of not how the Bears operate. Ryan Pace only talks on the record during the season on the team's official pregame show. And, you know, there have been other crises over the year, over the years that the Bears don't feel obligated to let Ryan Pace uh, come out and refute. So I don't, you know, I guess I understand why this wouldn't be any different. Uh, I, I don't agree with their mindset there, but I don't, it makes it really hard to read too much into it. Yeah. And what makes it so puzzling is my pretty clear understanding is the reason uh, that Ryan only talks to us a few times a year and only talks on the Bears radio show is Ryan's choice. That those are not marching orders that he's gotten from 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 George McCaskey or Ted Phillips. Um, and so again, it makes it harder to read too much into uh, that awful Thanksgiving week situation. So um, I know I have to let you go in a couple of minutes. Before I do, I, I guess maybe the most significant thing to look at here as we get ready for the last game of the season. Uh, they are going to blow out of Hallis Hall fast on Monday and Tuesday, and we're not going to see anybody again until April if we see them then, but at least we'll see them on Zoom then. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, obviously we'll still have plenty of work focusing on, on you know, the combine, free agency, the draft, et cetera. But beyond the two that you mentioned, um, uh, of course, Ryan, uh, Justin Fields and, and, and Tevin Jenkins, what other youngsters can we be encouraged by, excited about? Who should we be watching up close in particular on Sunday? Uh, if anybody who has flashed the last couple of weeks that gives you some encouragement uh, about the, 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 quote, young nucleus that, that Ryan Pace may have here. Well, do you get excited by O-line play? <laughs> I think that's the first question. Um, if you do, Larry Borum, is, it's worth watching. I, I'm curious to see whether Kevin Jenkins gets some action in, in some regard this week, uh, just because you, I mean, you would hope that he would. Daz Newsom is going to end up returning punts for the Bears and will probably take uh, some slot receiver uh, snaps this week. I, I'm curious to see him. He, he strikes me as one of those guys, kind of like Thomas Graham, who appears to be better with the lights on than he does in practice <laughs> because uh, they have flashed it, uh, during games in a way that you'd think if they had done that at any point uh, during the season that they probably would have gotten a jersey on Sundays. So, you know, those guys, you know, you know we could talk about, you know, we could really get in the weeds and talk about, you know, Caleb Johnson on special teams and, and, and stuff like that. But, 
know, I mean, to me, that's kind of a list. And, you know, that's the thing that's, that, you know, I understand Bears fans who sit there and say that there's not a lot to watch on Sunday. And part of it, part of it is completely legitimate because, you know, how many guys are going to be on that field that you think are going to be on the Bears, not next year, but the year after 2023, what, 10, 12, 14. I mean, it's a pretty small number. And, um, and, and I can understand why Bears fans would be ready to move on. Yeah, I, I mean, I think guys that, that you continue to focus on and be somewhat encouraged by would include, you know, Cole Komet, even though he's had two full years. Yep. You want to see more every week. Certainly Khalil Herbert. Um, I was mm-hmm. intrigued by Travis Gibson last week. Travis Gibson's interested in me because I loved that pick. I didn't love again that they had to trade up to do it, but I, but I did love that pick when they got him as a prospect last year. And we knew that he was switching positions, that, that he had actually spent some time as a defensive tackle in college and the rest of it as a, as a hand-on-the-ground defensive end, that he was going to have to learn the outside rushbacker position. And so I, I you know, kind of throughout the rookie year and expected more this year early, was disappointed I didn't see more, but have seen some good stuff the last three, four or five weeks um uh and then you know the other guy the two guys who i think there are you know there's big decisions to make on right now are, are james daniels and and, and Bilal nichols you know and, and i realize that they're four-year veterans but they're going to be free agents and and they are not going to be you know high-priced free agents but they're not going to be minimum yep. salary guys either and so uh th- there are some decisions to make there too and then you know even though he's a veteran are, are they going to carry the eddie goldman contract you know what about conversation i don't understand the conversation about the eddie jackson contract i don't think eddie jackson's going anywhere but there are some who disagree with me yeah i mean eddie goldman and eddie jackson i don't think should be in the same sentence i mean eddie goldman's to the point where he's playing you know 15 20 downs a game that is (laughs) that is not what i'm sure eddie goldman had planned uh, when he returned from a year off of the coronavirus or from taking the year off because of coronavirus concerns yeah, you know, those guys are worth watching. Obviously, Khalil Herbert is too. In terms of the interior line on the offensive and defensive sides, that's going to be really interesting because I, I think Daniels can be a really good player. I think Nichols could be a really good player. But those aren't positions where you traditionally spend a ton of money. And, and uh, you know, that combined with the fact that this season for both of them has been uneven, I think, to be kind. Uh, it would be a really interesting decision that the Bears have to make, whoever it is, you know, making that call, whether it's Ryan Pace or someone else. Because um, I don't think any of them made or either of them made an emphatic statement that they need mm-hmm. to stick on. Uh, one other player to add to that young player list, obviously, is Kairos Tonga, who's, who's had a few yeah. moments. If in fact, Eddie yeah. and, and, Dar- and, and Darnell Mooney, too. I mean, I feel like Mooney's been so good, so consistently that we that we tend to take him out of these conversations when it comes to, to young players because it looks like he's figured it out. But uh, he's, he really does look like he's figured it out, doesn't it? He does. I, I'm always careful with Mooney, Pat, because I think he is a very good player. I think he's going to be a very good number two, which is, which is very yeah. important for every NFL team. But I think people kid themselves that they think he's ever going to be a number one. You know, he, he's limited in size and athletic ability for that. And he does have a problem with some drops, you know, two years in. So I'm not trying to criticize him. I love the kid. And I think, he's, you know, for a fifth round pick and what they got. Um, uh, but I, I think that you kind of do know what you have there. And it still leaves you desperately in search of a number one and, and at least two or three more quality pass catchers. Uh, you know, with the, the assumption, I don't know if Allen Robinson is as 
almost certainly gone as Matt Nagy is, but it's just it's hard to imagine them working anything out now. And then one more, I got to ask you before I let you go. It, it, it just it, it intrigues me. Do you bring Jason Peters back for one more year? I mean, you know, he was brought in as an emergency, um, played really pretty well the better part of the season. Yes, he's going to be 40 years old. Yes, the veteran minimum for him is almost $2 million. Um, uh, but every indication is that he may still want to play and and is encouraged, as I am by Larry Borum, as you pointed out, we know nothing about Tevin Jenkins. Clearly, Elijah Wilkinson shouldn't be starting. Uh, Jermaine Effetti's not going to be back. Do, do they, and I guess this has a lot to do with who's making the decision, but do you think there's even a conversation about bringing back Jason Peters? I think it depends on who's making the decision. You, you, you said that well. If Ryan Pace's key card still works, I think he has every motivation to give Tevin Jenkins an opportunity at left tackle. I think Larry Gorm at right tackle is a absolutely reasonable starter next year you know and then you bring in a veteran who can play those swing positions i would uh i, I would hope that they could do a little better than elijah wilkinson um uh, you know on the free agent market but we'll see you know i just don't you know he's what he turns 40 in two weeks mm-hmm. and my god you know as somebody in his 40s i'd love to see the bears uh, leading on somebody in their 40s but uh i just i i you know if you bring him back then either Borum. uh or Jenkins has to sit unless you decide that Borum can play guard. I, I don't think that that's the answer there. I think you need to give the two rookies a, a chance as second-year players to, to see what they can do. And that's the thing. I mean, and this gets back to the whole Justin Fields thing. With Tevin Jenkins and Justin Fields both, we don't know if either of them is good. And what's disappointing is if you're going to go 6-10, and 10, or I'm sorry, 6-11 or 7-10, or uh, you better – you know, you'd hope that you would have figured out some of your young guys in, in the Bears for a lot of reasons, a lot of them medical and, and some of them malpractice, uh, just haven't been able to figure that out. Pat, you know, I, I guess the reason you're absolutely right. I, I have no argument with any of your analysis. The, the thing is, at this stage, Larry Borm and Tevin Jenkins both look like swing tackles to me. We don't know which one belongs on the left and which one belongs on the right. Uh, I think they've got them both playing out of position from what I've seen. I think Borum may have a better future at left than Jenkins at right, but we haven't really seen enough of either one of them to be able to say that definitively. Um, and, and, I, and I guess my thought is that if you're going to go get a swing tackle anyway, and, and, and the kind of insurance you get with, with Jason Peters for the leadership that he brings, um, uh, you know, for the extra five hundred thousand, uh, maybe it would be a wise move. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm certainly maybe, not. Maybe, maybe it would be. But but you can see Matt Nagy's reticence to putting Jason Peters on the bench, even in these last couple of games, uh, with very little on the line. And, and I guess my I guess I would bring Peters back if he would be okay being a backup if oh, he yeah. got beaten out. It would and, be and I yeah. think. Yeah, and I, and I think the Bears have had enough, so much respect for him, maybe to their own detriment, that that just makes that, it's made it really difficult the last couple of weeks. You know, if he, you know Matt Nagy's probably not going to be here in a week. I understand why he's going to play the better player, regardless of how old they are. But I, I don't think that, you know, as you build a team, you know, that's probably not going to be good next season. I, I don't think that same principle should apply. 
No, yeah, I guess just to put a cap on it, my thought is if you bring Peters back, it's to see in camp if the two kids are ready to start, and then Peters becomes, in essence, your swing tackle. If one goes down, he goes left, and the other one goes to the right because they can both play that way. Or if one or both isn't ready to start, then you've got him there on the left side because the other key to this, Justin Fields is not going to come back any more developed on opening day next week than he is right now. He's going to have more practice time, but but he's not going to have anything at game speed. And so I, I think you know protecting him and having insurance for him is going to be a key to the whole thing. So it just it's kind of a fascinating conversation. Not fascinating. It's kind of an interesting conversation. And uh, obviously we have to wait to see who's going to be making the decision before we can get any answers. But Pat, uh, <laughs> yeah, I do yeah, we got bigger, we got bigger fish to fry in the next week or two. Yeah, yet. but, yeah, but exactly. it would be it, it will be interesting. Yeah, for sure. I do appreciate your time this evening. Thank you so much. I hope you have a good rest of the night. And uh, one more to play. I, you know, I, I think it would be fun for everybody if they went out on a three-game win streak, uh, you know, regardless of whether it has any implications beyond just having fun or not. Yeah, and you know, one of the things about Matt Nagy since his first year is it hasn't been nearly as much fun as I think we all thought it would be, uh, both in terms of attitude and in terms of victories. So, so yeah, it would be interesting to see if he, if he can go out that way. All right, Pat, have a great night. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. That is Patrick Finley, Chicago Bears beat reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. We are going to take a quick commercial break. Got about an hour and 40 minutes left, guys, and it's all you and me. It's going to be your phone calls, 312-644-6767. Again, dial me up at 312-644-6767. That gets you on our score listener line, powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit betql.com and one more time if you dial that number 312-644-6767 you can text at that number as well text zone is brought to you by rosen hyundai of algonquin save time shop online at rosenhyundai.com looking forward to talking to you all in just a moment or two right after this very quick commercial break call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put 
put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You know, it's not just here. You know, uh, if you enter coaching, it's part of the business. Um, And so uh, it is what it is. And the only thing you control is what what you do is your job. And, and the job role that you have. And so that, that's always been my mentality. It'll always be my mentality. Uh, and and that, that's that's what it is. I mean, uh, I think my wife is a saint uh, for having to uh, uh, go through that. And she, she's an expert at it, but it's not easy. You know, that, that's, it's human nature, right? I mean, if uh, if somebody, if you know, I don't know if you're married or not, Pat, but if, if somebody kept asking for your job, I mean, I think your wife would ask you questions and say what's going on. You know, so it's it's normal, but it's part of the profession. And uh, you know, I got a great support system at home, and and I'm blessed to have that. Chicago Bears defensive coordinator Sean Desai, I think kind of an interesting guy to keep an eye on right now. Um, uh, I have a column uh, from earlier in the week up at shawlocal.com in which I talked about the reality. I just mentioned it talking to Pat Finley. Uh, it, it just there is nothing positive about coaches losing their jobs and, and anybody who wants to debate that please give me a call at 312-644-6767 uh, it may mean a better future for the team if they make the right decision on the next coach it may be necessary nobody's arguing about that uh, I think it's pretty hard at this point to uh, to come up with a with a good argument as to why Matt Nagy should get another season, but it still sucks. Uh, you know, Matt Nagy could not be a, a better or more classy individual. And the other part that comes with it, which I was just saying to Pat, he's got 24 assistants and quality control people on his staff. And and, and with a new coach comes a sweeping of house and, and, and um, you know, all these guys lose their jobs. But you look at some of the more recognizable names and how you evaluate them, and Sean Desai, uh, was a surprising choice to be the defensive coordinator this year. Just eight years coaching experience. Only two is even a position coach. The rest of it is quality control and kind of an assistant. And what kind of job did he do? I, I got into a little analysis of it in this column. Uh, and, and listening to, to just now, you can tell he, he's a very bright guy. Um, and the, the Bears' defensive numbers, statistically anyway, other than points allowed, which is obviously the most important, um, are a lot more impressive than you might expect at this point in the season. So uh, uh, curious to see what, what is next for Sean Desai, depending on how things work out here. 312-644-6767 is the phone number to call or text. If you're calling, you'll be on the uh, BetQL listener line. Uh, the score is presented by BetQL Smarter. Bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. First up on the phone is Ed up in Waukegan. Ed, I appreciate you calling. How you doing tonight? Yeah, um, Yes, Ed. How you doing? I'm doing great. I just want to say I've been following you. I had a subscription to Pro Football Weekly uh, late 70s. That's the first time I uh, heard of you, and I've been following you ever since, and I think I have so much respect for your, your knowledge on pro football, and I really appreciate you. Thank you, Ed. Very nice of you. Uh, and I love the weekly show, Pro Football Fix, on the, on the, the show every week. I follow that. I, I don't miss it. So I, I love the show. Let me now, remind everybody, a, uh, just if you don't mind, let me just remind everybody, it's on NBC Sports Chicago. It's actually a, uh, national. It's on about 95 million homes around the country, but here in Chicago. Yeah, I watch it, it on NBC Valley Sports, Sports Chicago. Detroit here. Oh, yeah, okay. I watch on Valley, yeah, Valley Sports Detroit. Anyway, I got a question, because um, actually I'm in, I'm in Michigan here. Oh, okay. My, yeah, here's, here's the thing. I'm hearing a lot of talk about Jim Harbaugh 
NFL. Do you think there's any interest from the Bears or him uh, and vice versa for him going to Chicago? Ed, here's the problem is that there is a lot of chatter out there, but nobody is connecting it directly to Jim. Uh, you know, there, there was initially a report from Bruce Feldman, and Bruce is a solid reporter. I'm not, I'm not disputing his information at all. But if you read the report, it reads more like, well, this would make sense and that would make sense and this could happen. It doesn't necessarily say according to well-placed sources or anything like that. There also was a report from Andrew Brandt, former Green Bay Packers executive. Uh, it was just a tweet, actually, where he said Harbaugh's agent uh, is out testing the waters for him. Now, Jim actually did not have an agent last year when he redid his contract. Whether he has now signed an agent or not, I'm not totally sure. Um, but Andrew Brandt is a very reliable source. So, you know, you hear that and you think, well, maybe. Um, but I, Jim and I are, are old friends and, and at various points have, have had, you know, fairly significant communication, but we haven't had a lot to talk about, not not a lot to talk about, just haven't been in touch that much uh, over the last year or two. I was texting back and forth with him a bit towards the end of the season with the fantastic Michigan finish. I'm a Michigan alum. I, I've talked about that on the air. Um, and all his focus was on Ann Arbor and on Michigan. And, and when you listen to uh, his quotes immediately following the disappointment against Georgia, uh, his his complete focus was this is not the end this is the beginning and, and how he just talked to all of his players and, uh, and and hoped that they you know all who could would be returning uh, they've had a couple of big hits in the transfer transfer portal uh, in the last couple of weeks as well as a, a great start on on their best recruiting class in a while um, and and then mostly the thing that strikes me is you know it's well documented he took a significant pay cut in redoing his contract prior to this season. Redid the entire coaching staff, brought in a, a very young group, and then had the opportunity through bonuses or incentives by uh, beating Ohio State, by winning a Big Ten championship, uh, and then by getting into the college playoffs to make a significant amount of that pay cut back through bonuses. And he earned it all, over $3 million. And he and his wife, Sarah, chose to donate that to the athletic department to be dispersed amongst athletic department employees who were either laid off or had their hours cut back during the COVID surge. So that just doesn't sound to me like a guy who's leaving, you, you know? And, and I mean, Jim, as I said, he's an old friend. He is probably the most competitive human being I've ever met in my life. I know that there has to be an urge to come back and get a ring. He didn't get one. He had a fantastic run with the 49ers, went to three straight NFC title games, won one of them and got to a Super Bowl, lost that ring to his older brother. Um, uh, I'm sure Jim would like to get another crack at it, but he went to Ann Arbor to win a national championship there first and got close finally this year, but still has more work to do. So I just don't know if what you're hearing is all speculation or if there's anything behind it. I, I, that's a long-winded way of getting to your question. Absolutely, the Bears have to be interested if he's interested because he would immediately become the best coaching candidate out there. This is a guy, you know, he, Jim's a little crazy. He's, he, he's got some, some some wild to him, you know, he's a little volatile. Uh, you, you know, there, there's some things that when you're looking for your ideal guy that, that you might, you know, be a little worried about or question. But at the end of the day, he's a fantastic football coach. He's been successful everywhere he's been. And, and even at Michigan, the, the only disappointment there is that Michigan is one of five or six schools in the country that, that lives by a different standard. And anything less than competing for, for national championships and top five, top eight finishes is considered failure. He's got a fantastic record at Michigan. He's got, what, uh, uh, I think uh, four double-digit win seasons, I think three 10 wins and one 12 win now. 
um, uh, did a great job at San Diego State, an outstanding job at Stanford, great job with the, w- with the 49ers. So this is not a, where you're taking a chance on a college coach and hope he can coach in the pros. He's already been extremely successful in the NFL. So, yes, I think that if Jim is interested in coming back, he would have his pick of any open job. Uh, now, the, the Feldman report tried to connect him to Oakland. The connection there is it was Al Davis who gave him his first NFL job as a quarterback coach. Um, but, but Mark Davis, that's a whole different deal. And, and so I don't know, you know, now his wife, Sarah is from California, getting to Vegas would probably, you know, get her a lot closer, maybe be very appealing. But the other thing, and, and I'll move on, Ed, is that if I'm an NFL coach, I don't know if I want to be in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, it, it just, when you think about, you know, overseeing your, your group of 55, 60 young men, all 20 somethings, a few 30 somethings. And all of the distraction and opportunity for distraction in Vegas. And look at the problems they've already had this year. You've got one guy who's facing life in jail. Uh, you know, and, and you know maybe Ruggs was just the, the isolated instance, but there's already been several other instances. It's, I think it's going to be a tough place to work. So um, if the Bears' job is open, it looks like it will be, it probably would be the most appealing you know, with a chance to develop Justin Fields. And certainly Jim knows a little bit about Justin Fields. So we will keep an eye on it. Um, but at this point, it's just speculation, and, and, and I have nothing that, that connects him to an actual desire to come back. Uh, we'll get one more before we break. Pete is on the line out in McHenry. Pete, how you doing? Hey, Hub. What's happening? Uh, first off, it's my first time calling you ever, and I'd like to tell you I've always loved listening to you over the years. Thank you. What I want to talk about is I'm old school. I was born in the 60s, raised in the 70s, and I remember the Bears drafting Walter Payton in 75, and then as a young kid I was pulling my hair out because the next two years they drafted Dennis Lick and Ted Albright, and I'm like, what are they doing? They need wide receivers. What I'm saying is Jim Fink's old school built the lineup, and when that wasn't good enough, they came back with Keith Van Horn and Jimbo Colbert bookends for the championship team, build the line. Our GM does not do that. He always insists on getting a splash in the draft, trading up, losing our capital, and we can never seem to build a line. Two years ago, we were screaming for our line to be better. Did nothing. Last year, it was so painfully obvious, he just took seven uh, get whatever his name is, and the uh, Borum, and I think it's a change we need to make is with him first. And as far as a coach, I want to go defensively. I'd like to get a little mean back there again. And one last uh, quote: uh, Mike Glennon. Five years has made over $30 million. Why hasn't Kyle Kaepernick even sniffed the playing field? Didn't even get a chance. And I'll hang up and listen to your answer. Thanks. Yeah, Pete. Well, well, there's a whole bunch there. Um, uh, I think the main point you make that is worth hearing, though, is that Jim Fink's uh, is a Hall of Fame GM. You know, I mean, he, he built four Super Bowl teams in Minnesota. They didn't, they didn't finish. They lost all four, super, all four Super Bowls, but still, it's a dynasty. You know, they controlled... Uh, the the NFC for for the better part of the 70s, or at least the first half of the 70s, uh, because he comes to Chicago in 75 because of his close friendship with Muggs Hallis, and 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 you know oversees the draft through 83. So in nine drafts, four of his first round picks on offensive tackles. If you then look at two more for let me see only two uh, three more for, 
Dan Hampton, Al Harris, was there another defensive lineman that he took with a first-round pick? Um, I, I don't know, but 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 that would be um, six of his eight or nine first-round picks are on the defensive and offensive line. Jim Fink's belief was that you build championship teams and the offensive and defensive line, and he did it in three different places that way, Minnesota, Chicago, and then went to New Orleans and did it there. Uh, it absolutely is something I believe in. Uh, I, you, you know, Pete, you, you, if you're a listener, you've heard me talk about it the last few years, how disappointed I was that Ryan Pace didn't uh, put more value in, in using high picks on it. Although, in fairness, uh, you know, James Daniels is a high number two. Cody Whitehair is the, is, is the uh, uh, front half of the second round pick. Uh, I'm sorry, for, yes, a front half of the second round uh, draft choice. So, uh, you know, th- those are high picks. They're, 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 they're day two picks. But, uh, you know, so he did put some value there. But also both interior guys drafted to play guard center. Um, and I do wish he'd address tackle sooner. Uh, the fact that he did, you know, we, we we like what we've seen of Larry Borum. We just haven't seen enough of Tevin Jenkins. So we'll see uh, how that develops. Uh, you know, that that last piece about Colin Kaepernick, I've been outspoken about it for years. It's 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 shameful. It's inexcusable. Uh, he was blackballed from the league. There's no other way to look at it. Um, uh, we now know that he was absolutely right in what he was protesting about. Um, now, whether he went about it in the right way, that, that's a different subject. I'm not looking for any more controversy tonight, guys. Um, uh, but, but nobody can argue about the concerns about racial inequality in law enforcement um, uh, with all that's happened since, and that was at the heart of what he was protesting. Um, but I will say, in, in all fairness, I think that he was blackballed for two or three years. I think that the league would have liked to have seen him come back over the last two or three years if, if he was cooperative. And I don't know how badly he's wanted to come back the last couple of years. So uh, I think it's inexcusable the way he was treated um, for expressing his rights on, under, under the Constitution, this democracy. Um, but I think that once he became uh, kind of a symbol of all that, that he may have decided that he preferred that to doing the work and coming back and playing football. Um, he's still only in his mid-30s. He could take one more shot uh, if he wanted to. And who knows? Maybe if Jim Harbaugh comes back and takes over a team, he brings Colin Kaepernick with him. Wouldn't be totally shocking. He's the guy who developed him. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that as well. Guys, 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Got a line or two open. Would love to hear your thoughts on anything Bears NFL. In the 8 o'clock hour, we've got a special treat for you. This morning at 8.30, uh, Arthur Karnaschova is the president of basketball operation for the Chicago Bulls joined our guys Mully and Haw. Uh, now, Karnaschovas only speaks a few times a year. He, he has that in common with Ryan Pace. Um, but really interesting stuff this morning about what is now arguably the biggest story in the NBA. The Bulls are the first place best team in the Eastern Conference for now, you know, only a third of the season in the books, but nobody saw that coming. Karnaschovitz and Mark Eversley and, and, and Billy Donovan have done just a, a remarkable job with them. And uh, really interesting to hear uh, Mike and David talking uh, with Arthur Karnaschovitz this morning. So we're going to replay that for you uh, in the next hour to get you up to speed on all that is so exciting about the Chicago Bulls. And of course, 6 7 the score. Um, much like the Chicago Cubs, the broadcast home of the Chicago Bulls, get all their games live right here with my buddy Chuck Swirsky and Bill Wennington. Uh, so right now, quick commercial break. Give me a call, 312-644-6767. More of your calls, and you can text at that number as well as soon as we get back. Um, you really got to know like every position, basically, especially with COVID. Like, I could be here today, be gone tomorrow. So it's, it's tough. You got to know a lot. You got to know everything. That's, I mean, it helps you out. <laughs> 
Chicago Bears rookie Larry Borum talking about the, the extra challenges of, of playing uh, offensive line in the NFL these days in, in the COVID environment. Um, it's something that we talked about a little bit today on the Pro Football Weekly TV show. We're actually in the green room sitting around with uh, Hamp and, and, and Coach Wanstead and a few other folks is that um, I, if you were listening, I hope you were, I had a really good interview with Greg Gabriel last night. Greg came on and uh, I'd asked him to prepare a list of some of the better uh, GM and head coach prospects that people aren't talking about now. Um, and, and, and asked him as somebody who was the director of college scouting for the Bears for a decade and 32 years in NFL front offices as a scout um, and, and working with, uh, you know, Super Bowl GMs, including Ernie Acorsi, uh, his evaluation of Ryan Pace. And one of the points that he made is that the thing that Pace doesn't get anywhere near enough credit for is how he has um, guided the Bears through this whole COVID situation in the last two years. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, uh, yes, it's the same for everybody because that's the immediate for, for the haters who don't want to give any credit to anybody, whether it's, you know, Nagy or Pace or somebody else. It is the same for everybody. But it's been different for everybody. It's been much harder for everybody, far harder than you know when you begin to see how serious these protocols are and how disruptive they are to the normal routine and schedules of these players and what they have done to be successful in the past that they are not able to do last season and this season. And so it is no excuse uh, you know, not to be competing with everybody else who's playing under the same circumstances, but it is also something that really does need to be taken into consideration to do fair evaluations of the jobs these guys have done. Uh, and in the case of Ryan Pace, uh, Greg had made the point that, that, that people need to give him some credit for that because the Bears have navigated it better than most. Uh, so 312-644-6767. Steve is calling from Glenview. Steve, I appreciate you dialing us up. How are you doing tonight? Sure, Hub. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I'd like to make a fast comment. I'm a Packer fan. Mm-hmm. What you said about Aaron Rodgers and then how you apologized for it, Packer fans really appreciate it. But also Packer fans like me know he's a kind of a small bit of a head case here and there. Um, <laughs> what I'd like to ask you is, I, I, I used to watch Major League Baseball, and I still watch a little hockey here and there. And I, the reason I don't watch baseball or hockey as much as I used to is, I believe the leagues are watered down. When you got a guy like Mike Glennon starting a game, do you believe football is getting watered down, or is it? Does it have to do with the COVID, or or is it just the way things are in the NFL right now? Well, uh, all of the above, Steve, uh, and a great question. Um, I, I do think you have to keep in mind, though that Mike Glennon is out there because their, you know, young, hopefully franchise guy of the future, Daniel Jones, got hurt. Um, and nobody, you know, is trying to sell Mike Glennon as a starter. So when we talk about, you know, quality of competition, uh, level playing field, parity, all of that, uh, I think what you do is just, you got to look at the starting quarterbacks. And, 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 and to your point, yeah, it's watered down because there probably aren't more than, 12 to 15 starting quarterbacks uh, in the NFL right now that the other, uh, you know, 20 to, 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 to 15 teams would like to have. There aren't enough quality starting quarterbacks to go around. And that's why when people talk about the possibility of expansion or adding another team, you know, here in Chicago or, or, or in Memphis or San Antonio or anywhere else or, or, or you know, putting a team in Europe, uh, I, I just think it would be a galactic mistake because the, the, there isn't enough talent to go around. And, and quarterback is the most obvious example. 
But look at how many other teams besides the Bears have struggled on the offensive line and particularly at offensive tackle. It's not something we talk a lot about. Um, you still have the handful of premier you know, uh, left tackles uh, that compete for all the awards, but there's any number of teams that are struggling at, at those positions right now. Um, you know, other folks looking for, for playmakers on defense. Uh, uh, you know, you get some of these kids like the Jamal Adams of the world who are all world, but they can't stay healthy and they can't stay on the field. Um, uh, and, and so there's no question that, that, you know, you have parity and you have a level playing field, but, but is the quality of the game as good as it can be? And, and, and I think the answer is that um, there should be more focus on developing, you know, more talent for, for the jobs that are currently open uh, than any consideration of even, you know, you know, expanding or adding more, because you're absolutely right, Steve. It, it is watered down a bit. Um, and you know, there, there's, I don't want to get, you know, too deep in the weeds here, too philosophical, but, but there's a, there's a potential trend here that I think everybody fears. We started talking, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, as we started to really pay attention to traumatic head injuries and chronic traumatic encephalopathy and all these things going on about people aren't going to let their kids play anymore. And there was a significant drop off in participation in high school football. And that drop-off is now being felt in college football with far less talent coming in. And, and that's why these recruiting wars have gotten so much more. And that's why this transfer portal is so popular now, or at least one of the big reasons. And so, um, you know, this is a question about the future of the game, not just where the NFL is at right now and how much the safety or lack thereof is, is going to contribute to it. So, you know, actually it's really thought-provoking and an excellent call, excellent question, Steve. Thanks. Uh, we'll get one more before we have to break. Nick is in Arlington. Nick, how you doing? I call him. Uh, I got one quick comment. Uh, thank you for speaking out, which about the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, about what we're all thinking anyway. And you are the guy who just happened to say right off the cuff that here's what I think. And I know in today's day and age, there's political correctness and you can't say things like that. But listen, we we all think that Guys who win, like the Brian Pickle Award, should be more important than the MVP of the NFL. And I think there's a certain standard. Or To be the MVP, you also have to be a team player, a league player, uh, a player who's working with his team. And I think that everything that Rodgers has done over the past year or two, you know, all his celebrity girlfriends and his – the COVID thing is just another sidestep. But his, his old contract thing – is he going to play for them next year? Is he going to be a free agent? I mean, I think an MVP goes beyond that. And I, I just don't see him winning the Super Bowl this year. I I don't think he's ever going to retire with like a fistful of Super Bowl rings as good a quarterback as he is. He's not been a winner. I think the reason why is because I just don't see him as a real team player. I think the Packers are carrying him a little bit. It's going to be interesting to see how this all washes out this year. But. Well, Nick, thank you very much for the phone call. I, I just I, I have to add at this point, um, uh, I, you know, your opinion, you're certainly entitled to it. And, and thank you for sharing it. Um, it doesn't change that what I did was wrong uh, for, for other reasons. Um, uh, I, I, uh, I basically um, forgot a commitment that I made. Uh, and, and that was to, to have the honor of being one of the 50 selectors that we don't talk about it until after the awards are announced. And then I compounded the mistake uh, by becoming annoyed in a conversation and saying some things that, that were unprofessional and, and, and nowhere near 
to the level of journalism that I've spent my life trying to, 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 to practice. And, and so um, the, the MVP conversation, fans can have it all you want. I cannot speak on it again. Uh, I already violated that trust, and I won't do it a second time. Um, uh, and, and, and a couple of the things that I said about Aaron Rodgers could not have been more inappropriate from where I sit. And that's why I have apologized, uh, you know, and will continue to try and apologize uh, to everybody involved, including Aaron Rodgers, for a couple of the things that I said. Um, and, and I think I just, you know, I have to leave it at that. Uh, but, but thank you for the call and for your thoughts. And, guys, we're going to take all your calls, 312-644-6767. We'll get right back at it on the other side. But it is the top of the hour, a very quick break here, and then more NFL, more Bears, uh, more Packers talk, whatever you want. You've got it right here at 670 to score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 